Hey, welcome back to Happily Mental episode 15. I can't believe this is the 15th episode. How have I had this much to say? (laughs) Some weeks it's been a struggle to, you know, get the ball rolling and other weeks like this week, I have guests on and I'm so thankful and lucky that restrictions are lifting and we're able to visit each other in moderation and you know as long as we're doing it safely with COVID I'm able to have guests on the podcast again so uh, this week we have um, Sydney Hill who is a longtime friend a business owner simply Sydney is her business she's the one that helps me make uh, sweaters and t-shirts that say happily mental podcast on them and her boyfriend Jake Thompson we lived in a student house together and I didn't get to see them for a whole year like it was like 11 months or something it had been since I'd seen them last so I'm so happy I got to go and visit them in Burlington and record the episode this week with them and also Sydney's dad makes an appearance as well because he they live at his house so uh since I had everyone sat down together I really wanted to know uh different perspectives talking about what it's like for us in the workforce right now and like trying to find just how to make money and back when Don, Sydney's dad, was growing up, what it was like for him working and making money and how things have changed. And same with relationships, what it was like dating back then versus now. So it's a good listen. It's really funny. But before I get into that, I wanted to tell you about a woman that I met recently on my birthday, actually. So a month ago now, I met Debbie Price. She is a certified hypnotherapist and a certified death doula. Yes, she is very cool. She also does massage and Reiki. She's very insightful. She is genius. She actually reached out and asked if I would talk about her business. It's called The Secret Keeper. And It's a great listening service for people who need a safe, confidential place to vent. So basically, you can call her or email her and just vent and tell her anything you want to say that maybe you don't feel comfortable telling your friends or family. It's a great way if you don't want to commit to counseling, you know, once a week, once a month. If you just want to call her once and just get things off your chest, she's a very good listener and very open-minded. She doesn't judge. And I'll leave her info, her email, and her phone number in the description of the episode. Without further ado, we will get into the episode. Sorry if the audio is a little different or not that great. Even right now, I'm recording semi-outside as I usually do. So I still don't know what I'm doing. 15 episodes in, been doing this for six Almost seven months now, I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm even trying to make jewelry now that have like fun mental health sayings on them. (laughs) Fun. I'm going to post them on my Instagram soon. But for example, I went thrifting and I found a bunch of jewelry and I cleaned it, polished it up, took it apart, like deconstructed it. 
added a couple like beads and like uh, took one necklace and meshed it with another necklace and I'm putting sayings on it like for example uh, sober diva or like psycho diva sad diva for someone that has depression anxious diva stuff like that I just want to bring fun and humor and empowerment to us who you know struggle with our mental health and are self-aware and know that we aren't we aren't perfect and we're sad sometimes and we're anxious sometimes so I thought that would be a fun thing for us for this community that we're building so if you're interested message me I'm gonna post them the ones that I've made I've made four so far I'll post them online so you can see them and if you're interested let me know I think I'm gonna sell them for like I don't know $25 see how that goes I don't know. I think they're pretty cool. They're really cute, but I'll let you see that for yourself. Anywho, enough from me. Let's get into the episode. Ah, thank you. I love you so much. When did you start smoking weed? I started pretty young age, probably 14. What did you smoke? Did you smoke a joint? Yep, definitely. Was either Colombian or Mexican? And I think the they're both they both got you high, but I think Colombian had lots of seeds in it. And that's good? No. No. Okay, I knew that. Uh, yes, in a way. If <laughs> at the time when you're 15, 60, you knew how to grow weed. Grow weed. Grow weed. Woo. Have you ever okay. had a bad experience with weed? I stopped for years and years and years when the kids came along. Right. And started again years later. Hmm. Bad experience? Absolutely not. Um, most of my friends, everybody, everybody that we hung out with, everybody smoked weed. Holy shit, we were we smoked weed all the time. I could smoke an ounce in a week at that at that age. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have two no toes. I'm stoned. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think I have had a few different experiences with weed. Okay, I think. My first experience with weed was definitely weird. It was, was like, weird. Yeah, I was definitely at home, and I was like, okay, this is this is weird. I don't know how when I feel about this. You went in a taxi, and you thought the snowballs were going to crash through the roof. Oh, no, I think I was on a little bit something more than weed oh, okay, that okay. time. But... <laughs> I don't want to hear about that right now. But, no, I think I've had two different experiences with weed in the sense that the one time was almost like I was dependent on weed. Like, I remember, obviously, that you've heard the stories that I found all the weed in the basement because Dad grew weed and whatever, and, which is fine. Um, but... Was that fine? Yeah. But when... <laughs> but I found, <laughs> I found... I found I started becoming dependent on weed whenever I had an issue. So when I was in first year... I was just in school. I had no idea why the fuck I was in school. I was just kind of there. There was no reason to be in school whatsoever. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to class maybe sometimes if I felt like it. But at nighttime, I to sleep, I had to smoke weed all of the time. Like, no yeah. matter what, I had to smoke weed. Like, I felt, like, weird if I didn't smoke weed to the point where if I didn't have a lighter, I would literally grab a candle, put it to the stove, 
and try and that. light something. Oh my god! And that's when you know. That's when you know you're dependent you on got weed. A yeah. yeah, that's when you know you have a problem. <laughs> so when we were kids, we had hash, and hash, hash. or hash oil, weed oil, honey oil, and you could just heat up your elements because mm-hmm. everybody had elements. Everybody had knives, and hot knives. Hmm was passed on through generations of my older brothers and sisters. But we learned that you do not do a hot knife without like a, a Coke bottle or two because when those knives, you squish that hash together with the two hot knives, throw a chunk of hash on it or oil and two hot knives and choke it, those knives can slip. And I've met people on Monday mornings that <laughs> you can tell they had hash burns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Knife burns. Wow. Melting your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You learn to use a cook bottle. Mm. I used to do like apple pipes. Oh my gosh. Oh, and lemon pipes. Yep. Lemon. I've Those never heard fresh. of lemon. <laughs> I was yeah. going to go get more hot sauce. Definitely an apple, but not lemon. Mm hmm. And uh, not lemon, That's apple. Different. Yeah. The water bottle ones were bad. All throughout grade 11 and 12, just I'd have to get high to go to a party. I'd have to get high to go to some. But it, was, it wasn't like I'd be smoking every day. It was like if I was going to go to an outing, well, then I'm smoking a bomb. Like, that's for sure. Mm. All right. And my buddies, my buddies that were driving or they were drinking, they'd be like, why are you smoking weed? I'd be like. I just fucking love being high. Like, Why do you take yeah. a shot? And see, but at that point in my life, like when I was fucking 18, 19, 18, 17, actually, 17, 18, I just fucking loved it. I didn't think anything of it. And then I kind of, I kind of stopped for a year and a half. And then in college, I kind of got back into it. Just smoking just straight weed and you know, it was fantastic. But then when it got into the, they call it the tobacco phase, that's when it, uh, that's when it got scary. The what phase? The tobacco phase. What's that? Oh, poppers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poppers. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's affected a bunch of people for sure. That's, I was doing that. That probably had something to do with it. Lizzie, Lizzie was... That's when it gets like highly, highly, highly addicting Mm -hmm. because you're, I, at at the end of it, after a year and a half of doing that shit to my body, it was like, I'm not even smoking weed to get high anymore. But did you lose weight? I lost a shit ton of weight. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. No, I did. Yeah, no, I I lost a fucking ton of weight after that. Yeah. But being a little bit suspicious. But you're, you get so addicted on that mm-hmm. because you're just searching for that fucking brutal head rush. Why not just smoke cigarettes and weed at the same mm-hmm. time? It doesn't work like that though. Yeah, because well, that's like no good. I, I, yeah. No, but once, but once you have that head rush of a fucking tobacco bong, I tried it once. That one time it didn't work for me. It, then, it probably took me five times before I was like, wow, that's ridiculously I'm, good. I'm glad I didn't do it five yeah. times then. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first one, you want to throw up. 
The second one, you still want to throw up. The third <laughs> one, it gets a little better. Oh fourth gosh. one, you're like, okay, so, I can see why this is good. <laughs> and then you just get fucking hooked, hooked, hooked. Wow. Have we done this one? Or anyone else have anything to say about we? Your kids are going to do stupid shit. You just have to be there and accept them yeah. and love them anyways. Exactly. Like, I was in dance class, I was in basketball, I was good grades in school. I still ended up in the fucking psych court for smoking too much weed. And yeah. <laughs> lied to my parents every day. Like, you just gotta be there, and it's gonna be hard. That's for sure. That's life. That's life. So, a lot of the time when I speak to the older generation, like our parents, and they're we're talking about, like, how we cope. Like, when we drink, or if we smoke weed, or if we do whatever... They think we're like weak or like, oh, we didn't need to do that back in our day. You're just weak. Or like, say you call in to work. I need a mental health day. I didn't have those back in my day. I just had to work. We'd just go to work. That 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 is a valid point. That just brought something else to me too. Is one thing that Jake's dad said to me, and it just it irked me for that for a single second. He said like that people our age are not wanting to fully work anymore. They're just kind of wanting to start mm. their own thing and not really. Like people, people nowadays, they just think they can just start their passion early and then oh, yeah. it's nothing. And I was just like, hmm. what's wrong with that? Hmm. So back when you were like our age and working. And working? Yeah. Back then when you were working our age and now like work ethic, like what's your opinion on that? Between girls and guys? Because there's a difference. Okay. Because I was 16, I got what's on a work experience, but it was like here in a man's job, you're a boy mm. at 16, and they taught me though. You taught, you're taught to learn and you do it. It's totally dangerous. Like I'm fucking running a crane at 16 years old <laughs> and welding shit and burning stuff, and yeah, I go outside and sweep the snow off and take this torch and fucking cut this fucking big chunk of metal out at this length. Don't fuck up. <laughs> all right. Neighbor had three daughters and they're all gorgeous. <laughs> like, gorgeous. I got caught playing doctor with her when I was oh 11. <laughs> and I got ran to my house up the road. Yeah, now you could text someone and ghost them and never talk to them again. Like, how is it so different from when you used to date from when it's dating now? In your perspective. Okay, that's pretty easy. Okay. <laughs> Real dating. Dating or stalking. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but when I was 14, 15, I was definitely very interested in girls. And supposedly, a lot of them were interested in me, too. But I was a little blind because I liked different things. I probably started smoking dope and stealing dad's wine and drinking it. <laughs> like Sydney does, did, does, <laughs> does, stole my weed. Yeah. Does. <laughs> um, and girls liked you, they didn't like you. You knew they liked you because friends told you they liked you. Mm. And that's face to face stuff, not via text or anything else. And you could know their friends and like know who they hung out with. And yes, and I. Where they lived. The girls I liked, and I remember one in French class, I threw gum in her hair. Because I, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> it seemed right at the time. <laughs> but 
really wasn't when they had to cut her hair out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she liked me anymore. But back in the day, there was, I mean, there was no sort of sense of, I guess, catfishing. Mm-hmm. There was, it was either face to face or. It's a different, it was definitely a different time. You had the dial up phone, you had the long extension cord that you actually, we were pretty posh. We had the main line, which is basically business or home, and then the kids line for five kids to share. Mm-hmm. One phone. With a long extension, it could wrap around the fucking kitchen. And then you also had your dad go and he had to. Um, make a book and everything for your sisters. For my sisters. So that everyone had to, like, oh, all tell, the boyfriends tell, yeah, had to tell check that story. in. Yeah. Well, it's a log book. It was a log book because he's a boater and he bought and sold <laughs> boats and started a boat business. And he, um, yeah, all the boyfriends that came over had to sign in <laughs> and sign out when, uh, when they're going to come home. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Organized man. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a scary looking guy. He had an address on it, so if he like fucked over. Yeah. Phone <laughs> number, phone <laughs> number, which was dial up, so it's not sell, but mm-hmm. yeah, everything. You know what I was gonna say about the previous conversation was kind of the stigma that I mean we probably have now, but also that our you know parents' age probably had as well was that their parents were brought up so kind of i feel like rough and tough i mean i could be Mm. i could be Mm. incorrect but i mean i feel like that's probably a because think of their parents yeah or even worse and i mean that's just generational that it gets but it's Mm -hmm. it's like i feel like now it's kind of easing off because we're more we're more in that kind of millennial to gen z stage that it's it's like okay well it's getting a little bit lighter now okay well mm-hmm. you you know you can make money on the internet now yeah right you can make money streaming yourself playing video games but yeah back in the day back in the, the day if, oh okay well if you weren't working by the time that you were 12 13 years old yeah, then you're behind you're yeah you're behind or you're a lazy you know yeah that but also Taylor talked about how she moved from Queens to whatever going to college now and my nana was just like oh like why would you do that that's terrible why would you go to college instead of university and she's like what's wrong with that like there's nothing wrong with that she's like no this is terrible like this is not good hmm. it's just like like has a <laughs> short short circuit in her brain yeah she just couldn't understand why yeah and i feel like that's another thing too is a lot of people think that university or older the elder think it's like university is the way yeah. That is the way. If you don't go to university, then that's it for you. No, but here. I think that I, I I don't even think that as a like a, a bashing point. It's it's just the way that uh-huh. they thought their kids should yeah, do no, it, exactly. and because their kids could do it. Yeah, our grandparents could have their kids go to school for a bachelor in arts mm-hmm. degree, mm-hmm. and now they're thriving in a field that they didn't even go to school for. Yeah. Right, because you... there was so much job opportunity, but now you have a million kids going to school in all of Canada or the U.S. that go for a bachelor's of arts degree, and yeah. they're all stuck in the same position without without work yeah, or without without some sort of job that's in their field, yeah. which is 
I don't know. It's it's interesting now. But also, if you think about it in a different way, which I just thought of this right now, is that when you were older, like everyone was so much harder on each other. Like they like everyone had to do kind of everything a lot harder. Like it's just like my nana, she had to learn typing, and then she was a typing teacher, and then like you like even when I was in school, I had to do like cursive writing and all this stuff. Kids aren't doing that now, like at all. You ever remember like? Typing on the keyboard and just looking yeah. at the screen. Kids don't have to work. I feel like maybe kids don't have to work as hard now and they're not trying as hard. Whereas, like, when, like, back then, people had to teach their kids, like, you have to work this hard to get here, here, and here. And now, like, parents aren't teaching their kids that way anymore. So there's, like, oh, well, I can either get into college or university. It's really Super matter. valid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if yeah. I thought of that, I was like, oh, wow. That's yeah. Kind of interesting. Do whatever you want. Yeah. It'll be fine either way. Yeah, and that's the whole thing now, and it's it's kind of it's kind of like the structure's gone. What was it Jake's dad that said? Yeah, you're not supposed to go off of your dream right now. You're supposed to work hard and then be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Just because like maybe that generation is jealous that we're we yeah. have all of this to our yeah. defense. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's jealousy or if it's the fact that they. They're set it, in their it, ways. it can't be comprehended. It, it might be yeah. jealousy deep rooted. Maybe deep rooted. But at the surface, it could just be like frustration and like oh, yeah, don't they can't. They don't understand. They just I don't think. It. I don't think it can be. I don't think they can comprehend. Yeah. The fact that okay, well, when I was mm. 13, 14 years old, I was put in. I was picking a, up rocks and yeah, moving them. Yeah. Right. It's not like oh, I could hop on my computer and make, you know. And well, if you know, press a hundred to thousand dollars a yeah. day. Jake Paul and Logan Paul, billionaires, right. whatever. Yeah. That's why I find it so hard to explain to my grandparents too what I'm doing. Like I'm just like, no, like I'm doing really well running my business, but they don't understand. Like, mm. okay, well, when are you gonna get a real job? And it's just like, but no, this is yeah. a real job. <laughs> This right now is making me more money than what a real job would be, but because it's not classified as mm-hmm. whatever they used to classify it as, it's not it's not relevant. They don't they don't care. They just think. And even like some of my friends too, it doesn't matter. They're just like, when are you gonna get a real job? But yeah, my grandparents especially. Yeah, but I was making more money as a waitress. But in their mind, me working in a retirement home is a better job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly And it's like, you don't even understand. Nope. It doesn't matter now. Like, it doesn't matter your job title. It's like a a hierarchy thing. Yeah. Right? It's like, it seems like waitress is kind of at the bottom of the barrel. Or in reality, in this age, if you're a good waitress, X amount of dollars there. But as long as you have a stable job that's paying you minimum wage, which seems reputable yeah then you're more towards the top than you would be with your business like you get the opinions of people but like they don't get it they don't get it as long as you're doing this best for you that's what matters yeah no exactly but it's the same with my grandparents too it's like as soon as i started doing it they're just like you need a business number right away you need to do this right now you need to start doing taxes and i was like no, like i don't think you realize that Mm -hmm. nowadays people actually sell things online 
all everywhere all the time all of these people do not have business numbers nobody needs a business number to sell things on etsy no one needs a business number to sell things on facebook like yeah this is just something that goes on now nobody needs a business number for this stuff like maybe when i start to get bigger which of course then i did then i got a business number which is fine but beforehand it was just like business number business number business number and it's just like oh yeah no and I think it's also a balance between they see us as the four-year-old toddler that they saw growing up. Yeah. And then also wanting to feel wanted and needed. But then their parents But do. they need to also acknowledge that their parents did that to them. Yeah. And they need to realize that that wasn't helpful for them. And, like, we they should trust enough that we're making the right decisions. Like, mm-hmm. my grandparents have said to me straight up, you're our favorite grandchild. You're mm-hmm. our favorite. I'm like, great, so you should trust that I'm responsible enough to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. But it's like they keep on just like feeding us what to do. Yeah. And I just keep it in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, they just want to feel needed. They want to That's what I helpful. think of too. Yeah. But it's also kind of like soul crushing. It is. Like my <laughs> Nana will send me stuff. She'll give me newspaper articles of jobs. And I'm just like, yes. really? Send you yes, I get really? that. Newspaper articles? So I don't even know people put jobs in here anymore. Should I have a question for you, or do you have a statement? Questions are nice. Question, ask a question. Okay. Jake, you're going to go first. Okay. Three words. Ask yourself right now to your 18-year-old self. If he was sitting there, what would you say to him? To my 18-year-old self? Could be more than three words. What would you say? Don't do I I want to tell my I mean I feel like my 18 year old self to a specific point in my life to now lived a very different life Mm -hmm. so I would say live more um Take up risks. Don't hesitate. Take up risks. Don't hesitate. Yeah. Risk that, it for the biscuit. Yeah. That, that's a, yeah. <laughs> Cat always says that. <laughs> and not in a not in a relationship, family, only in kind of a work sense. Don't settle for anything you're not worthy of. Hmm. You know what you're kind of value is that's a really in good terms one. of what you're going to be doing on a daily basis mm. and i think that's uh so when i asked sydney that i said what would you say to your 18 year old self three words she said fuck shit up <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say now <laughs> i think you fucked a lot of shit up <laughs> since then <laughs> now now i would say do what you love, and when you're doing what you love, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't even feel like you're working anymore. Right. That's probably the main thing. But, yeah. And you're getting a lot of exercise doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say when you're doing and, something. And stress and stress Yeah. Ooh. I like that saying. Stress stressor size? I just stress trademark. There you go. <laughs> boom, boom. No, when you're doing something that you really like, it's extremely stressful. Holy fuck, is it sure. ever stressful? But, but it's I think eventually it'll be 
worth it. It's rewarding. It is extremely rewarding. And making anything with your hands is pretty yeah. awesome. Like my garden out back. I mm -hmm. made that from seed. It was fucking awesome. It's growing. We got lettuce. We do not have to buy lettuce. Let's just... You know, that goes for your entire business. That goes for your garden. That yeah. goes for so many other things. Sure. I feel like if you if you don't put your mind to one thing, yep. you're never going to establish yeah. anything. If you didn't plant that seed, you wouldn't see if you wouldn't see a fucking radish. <laughs> if, you didn't, if you didn't buy if you didn't buy a heat press. You wouldn't see a new piece of Simply Sydney clothing. There, so there. your mind is your manifester at the end of the day. And the... mine is weed in the garden. Like I want something <laughs> clean. Like weed, mm -hmm. weed, weed. Sometimes it's a yeah. bucket of bucket of weeds and thoughts you go in and just do it. But I feel like too, like me like doing my own business stuff, like I'm doing it every single day, but I don't feel like I'm actually doing anything. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like <laughs> do you yeah, know what you're doing? Until someone's just like, oh my God, like so, randomly someone will be like, oh, this is great. You're doing great. And I'm like, oh Thanks. <laughs> I feel like that was a podcast. Cool. Someone yeah. randomly will reach out and be like, hey, I know we haven't talked in forever, but I listened to a couple episodes and you're doing a really cool thing. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> I think what I Jake said that. sparked good, a good, good a good conclusion of especially younger people and, like, I guess our age, too. When you see on social media all the people traveling and doing all these things, we feel like we need to be making memories and, like, doing crazy things all the time. But, like, if we want to make progress in our life and, like, actually have things mm – -hmm that like say at the end of our life we look back on and we're like i accomplished something it's okay to slow down and focus on one thing good things take time you and just got to keep at it and the pandemic too was like a big thing as well i feel because of the pandemic that's the only reason i started doing what i was doing if i wasn't forced to like stop and stay in burlington mm -hmm. I, I have no idea what I would be doing right now. That's what I found is absolutely nuts. Like the pandemic obviously was terrible. COVID was terrible. But it's the only reason I'm doing what I'm doing right now because I was forced to stay put. As mm -hmm. kind of terrible as it was, yeah. would you say that it was in a sense, kind of your savior. And it all, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, I remember I used to grow up and think like, I wish I could time travel and go back to when I was younger and do right. it all over again. But now, like, I don't want to do all that shit over again. I'm fine where I am and right. I accept it now. And it is what it is. I wouldn't go back now. Exactly. I would not at all. Is. And I've like been trying to, uh, slowly starting to like write a story about it too, because I think it's absolutely nuts that I was in school for marketing whenever I was in school for, I got out of school during the pandemic being like, okay, well, what am I gonna do now? Like I traveled the world basically, what am I gonna do now? I have a question for you. If you, so you guys met in school and you were only friends because you were in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So you started as friends. Do you think that it would have flourished into what it is today? Cause it like, 
I don't know, you probably told Jake this, but like when she was with whoever it was mm-hmm. in another country, she had a dream about you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you tell him? Yeah. <laughs> and then she called me and she was like, what do I do? And I was like, I know what you should do, but like, it's up to you. Yeah. And then it like, and you always say you that. were I was forced like, to make a decision, and you used to always say yes to everything. You were very pushovery yeah. and like very quiet. First year, like, do you I think would, it would happen? Well, see, so, to your point, I feel like it was very platonic, in the sense that oh shit, I found someone that wasn't fucking like weird, mm-hmm. and that was very <laughs> similar to kind of like the way I like to converse and shit. Mm-hmm. So it was just like. It wasn't like we forced each other to hang out in the library. <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, you want to go hang out? And it was, there yeah. was no, I don't feel like at that point. No pressure? When we first met, there was zero pressure, one. But also, we could just talk for hours like nothing was ever in the world. <laughs> ever since I was, I don't know, in high school, like I always found it easy to, like I had you know, all my guy friends, but I always found it easy to talk to girls. Like, it was just, like, not that you were talking about anything, but it was just, like, easy. And I found it, that was very similar to my home life. I was like, wow, I can talk to this girl very simply. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) It was, like, it was, like, kind of comforting. It was just very, yes, it was very comforting. It It was was familiar. It made me feel like I was at home. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. think about that. I didn't think about that in any like, you know, yeah. dating ish way. And then, um, and then you yeah. ruined me. And then Jake was like, "Oh shit, I have feelings now." And Sydney was like, "Oh no, I have feelings now, but not for the person that I'm dating." I remember, he'd bring other girls around, and I'd be like, "Oh shit, I need to." Figure my shit out because yeah, this thing. I remember he'd bring what he brought one girl home, yeah, and you were like, like, "Nope, that's it. No, I don't no. like this." I was like, "She's she's not good enough. She's not good." And there you have it. This concludes episode fifteen of Happily Mental. Thank you if you've stuck around this far. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation that Sydney Jake. Don and I had. It was so much fun. It's always a good time just listening to stories and being able to actually talk to people in person again. It seems like such a foreign concept these days. But anyway, I will let you continue your day or night, whatever time it may be while you're listening. Stay cool. It's so hot right now in Ontario, so I hope you're drinking lots of water. I hope you're living for yourself. I hope you are doing the things that make you happy and that you want to be doing and allowing yourself to do that. But anyways, I am off for another couple weeks. Message me with anything if you want. I think I'm going to be guest speaking on another podcast. I got invited to the Hank Perrin podcast. Uh, So I'm going to go record that on Friday, but I'll keep you posted. Maybe he will be my next guest. I'm hoping so. So anyway, that's it from me. I love you so much and have a good rest of your day or night. Bye.